You are now listening to the Solomon Attention Podcast. Welcome back to the Solomon Tension Podcast. I'm so excited to continuously bring uh, dope interviews and, and, and present content to you all with influencers and business owners really from around the world. And so I'm excited to that we're going to jump into this mental health conversation uh, within African-American community or within, within people of color in general. So I have with me Ms. Huda, Ms. Huda, who is the CEO of the Vault QLD. She is all the way in Australia doing great things. And so welcome to the Solomon Tension Podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about your background professionally and academically and kind of uh, how you got to where you are today. Um, so yeah, as you stated, I live in Australia. I'm actually a bio major. Um, I studied nursing in college and, um, I thought I was going to have the trajectory of going to med school. Then I decided against it. Um, and then when I was about 20, I started working for a company that promotes, um, uh, first nations of Australia uh, and their youth. And I worked there for four years, um, as a program designer and teaching cultural competency around first nations. Um, so I did that and then I decided that I kind of wanted to take all the knowledge I have on teaching cultural awareness uh, to my own community and teaching for the African diaspora. So I became an independent contractor, wrote up my own job description and job wow. title uh, and approached a school and said, hey, this is what I think I can do. I want to be within a school system so that I can create better observations about what is required to create um, a sense of equity and equality for Black youth. Right. Um, so I did that for a little bit and then I observed that there was minimum that I can do within one system that has already been broken so many times that I would just kind of be like one bulk that wouldn't create any type of effect. So um, yeah, I, I left the, the school and I decided to, to start the vault, which is um, a safe space for um, the BIPOC community run by a young black woman on educating the importance of the African diaspora dialogue and how that impacts our ability to, to eliminate um, racism as much as possible and how far we can take that. So I teach, I work with uh, different schools to run programs for disengaged um, young kids who have been to the juvenile system or at the break of going to the juvenile system. Um, yeah, and I wanna teach corporates about cultural sensitivity in businesses. So I run workshops for big organizations and their structures. Yeah, um, yeah my, my story is long, but the, the, the short gist of it is I'm a promoter of cultural awareness um, in all facets um, to enable us to reach a better place in society when it comes to the Black script and narrative globally. So, yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. Dope background. And uh, I, I want to kind of get into a little bit of that um, as we kind of have this conversation about mental health. So uh, with your background and your experience and your passion for this topic, you know, what does what does mental health mean well let's start over what what really inspires your work let's start there um i think what inspires my work is the consistent obvious gap between black people and everybody else in the world yeah. <laughs> the consistent gap in um not even us just being behind but just being in a completely different circle in every mm -hmm. conversation and us always being the other um and there always being a need for uh, a group built to help black kids or black women or black men yeah. um and the, the just the, the sheer existence of that and the lack of the world's um awareness about equity and the importance yeah. of 
equity and how much our, our blackness impacts everything that we do, the entirety of our being, this world has made it centered around our blackness. And that seems to be, there's no option around it. You just kind of have to deal with it. So I wanted to be, I want to create a systematic difference rather than change a room. Cause I think that's more imperative so that, and I'm, I was that black kid in school that I think if I had one black teacher, my life would have been different, even though I'm an academic. Like, yeah. so that shows you how much other kids would have needed that representation. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's dope. So so what, is, what does mental health really mean to you? Because you, you talk about how, you know, within black community, we're always that other. Or, and I think that, it, it, that, that really lends well to this conversation. So what does what is mental health really, how do you define that? Um, mental health has always been to me, um, I think there, there's a big relationship, a clear relationship in biology between a person's body and their mind, right? Mm. And um, the importance of taking care of our neurological and biochemistry and just like think, understanding things like, you know, the PTSD that happens outside when people live in poverty or single parent homes or domestic violence um, and all of that. Mental health to me is taking care of that system that is imperative to your survival. And that's your mind and it's, it's reach and what it could do. Um, and I don't think we, we neglect that as a black community consistently because um, strength is our survival mechanism. So we depend on that for everything. Um, and if you get to nurture the thing that maintains our survival, which is our mind. So yeah, yeah mental health is this, this upkeep that the mental upkeep to ensure that the physical upkeep can, can continue to fight the wars that we have to as black people in this world. Yeah. So, so what are some of the reasons that you think that, um, black folks, people of color don't talk about mental health or, or or some of the stigmas around mental health in our communities? Um, I, I think, I think to, to, to give a bigger picture, like I think mental health in general hasn't always had a good history, right? In, in old communities. It was always seen as like, if you got mental health help, you are crazy. There was no other category besides insanity. Yeah. And then as we stepped out of that stigma, as white people stepped out of that stigma, and started to distinguish and put names on things like anxiety, depression, all of this stuff. Black people are always the last to have that conversation because we don't have the privilege of them taking notice into how we're going through the same thing, right? Right. Um, the stigmas are, and I mean, I'm, I'm African. So one, that stigma of insanity still exists. If you're going to see a therapist, you're crazy or you're about to kill somebody, yeah. right? That stigma still has not worn off because there's no education to replace the lack of knowledge or the stigma with. So that stigma will always stay because we're not revamping people's knowledge, right? And the, there's an association in the black community between silencing what has made you hurt to strength. So if you don't tell people what is hurting you, then that makes you stronger. If right. you walk around like everything is okay, then you really are the, the top of, of us in wow. our community. And that continues to perpetuate this idea. And that's, I think, that's why masculinity is, um, you know, like the other elements of masculinity being scrutinized in our community, especially for black men and not just men globally, just specifically black men. Um, th there's so many stigmas and it, not even that like resources, the access to it, the education around mental health. Um, the understand When we talk about mental health, people think strictly anxiety, depression, suicide, um, all of these big streams. No one is thinking about ADHD or autism 
or learning challenges that require assistance. So there is such a, a lack of knowledge and understanding of the complexity of this umbrella that is mental health illnesses. And that will always feed the stigma and ensure that black people don't seek the help that they need because the world can't afford for black people to be mentally and physically strong. Mm. So, yeah. You, let's, let's unpack that. You said the world can't afford to black people to be mentally and physically strong. What do you mean by that? Oh, there, um, I say this all the time, whenever I create these like conversations on whether it be clubhouse or my workplace, um, I always like when I'm talking around black people, I'm like, you know, the one thing we lack that has stopped our evolution as a community is that we lack synchronicity and balance, right? Meaning we can't all sit down and be like, yeah, this is why we should do this because of that. And people say it's human nature. We all have perspectives, but almost every other community has a central balance. Like one thing they can all agree on, like all white people for the most part care about money, right? If you put them all in one room, they're going to agree that that's a fundamental that they care about developing, right? The world cannot afford to see uh, a strong, beautiful, well aware of themselves, mentally balanced and physically ready black person because they're a threat to a system you've built that ensure that we're not that. So if we become that, then the system you've built no longer exists. Right. If black people were fully there, then everything that you've done to stop us evaporates. Yeah, yeah. So. Wow. That's definitely something for us all to kind of think about, you know, kind of the, the, the greater um, work at play that, that keeps black people bound in, in certain ways. And I think you're really breaking that down and articulating that to us. And so what are some of the strategies that you think that that people of color can, can start now to kind of better understand and embrace this idea of mental health? I think, I think we're always looking at the, the, the big picture, the surface level, which is therapy, right? But yeah. there, are, there have been a multitude of strategies amongst black communities and households that were health like functioning properly and by their own governing systems that worked. And like storytelling is a fundamental thing for black communities that gathering around the table to talk about mm-hmm. your daily therapy, that conversation unpacking in your own house is therapy. And right. a lot of us are survive, like we're still su- stuck in survival mode that we're not even checking in with each other. And to get to that point, you have to be willing to confront yourself about what it is that you are not talking about, right? Yeah. And you have to be willing to unpack the need for that to go further. And I encourage everybody, like, I'm not, I'm not saying, please go to therapy right now. But I mean, I wish I could, but people are going to be like, you're nuts. But I encourage you to start journaling and, and, yeah. and having a check-in point with yourself. I encourage you to tap into the artistry that is embedded in the black community, whether it's poetry or with dance, I encourage you to build a support system around you where you guys are not just talking about everything as an extension of you, but who you are and how you're feeling. And when you start to, when you start to have the verbalization of those things, you realize some of the things you're encountering, the traumas from not being raised in a two-parent home or extreme poverty or abuse or neglectfulness or you know, consistent racism and prejudice and misogyny suffered. When you can verbalize and notify that these things are really happening and they're affecting my system right now, then the seek for help has a sense of urgency to it. And I know in America, like as much as there are systems, 
there are systems that are either put in places where people can't access them and they're for show, yeah. right? Or they're so limited that the wait line is like three, four months. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And financial privilege, look, geographical privilege. But I think start where we are strong. Yeah. And that yeah. is, we prioritize community and conversations and um, start where you are able to build and acknowledge and, and unpack yourself. And I think that will drive the conversation. You matter and your, your mental health matters. Yeah. So yeah. you owe it to yourself to give that, that honorable, the same way you go to a physician to check your body and its system, your mind and your emotions require that. Um, so yes, you deserve it. That's really the, the, the best way to start is to, to let yourself know that you deserve that assistance and that support. So. I, I like how you gave some different strategies too, but because yes, going to just tra traditional therapy is important. But you, I, I like how you talked about how therapy can look different for us, and and how having conversations and unpacking the day and journaling. And so, hopefully, our listeners who who find yourself trying to improve upon your mental health and you're trying to come up with action steps, I think that you gave us some some really good healthy things that we can do within our homes or within our communities or within our groups uh, that can help get us there. And if traditional form of therapy is needed, then we've already laid the great, the great foundation. And, and, and well, why, you know, going back to that, you talked about like doing simple things as families in terms of unpacking our days and having conversations. Like, why do you think that that has left our communities? Like just that small part. Uh, the, the, the white world that we live in doesn't leave room for that anymore. And our prioritization of that has become small. Like if you realize everybody's always on the go, like you wake up to get ready to go somewhere and cause you got to make money, you got to be here and there. We don't allocate enough spaces for that exchange of conversation and that check-in. And it doesn't have to be this hour, two hour dinner, but like, if like coming from Africa, like my favorite moments with my family were dinner time where everybody finished the sense of urgency in the day and just sat down and laughed and joked and shared a story about their day. Like this patriarchy, this um, system that we live in doesn't allow human interaction. That's why people have become so bad at conversations. We don't know how to converse anymore or connect with people anymore. You know what I mean? We know how to text really well. And even then it's a bit emoji filled. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that, that, that is one of the one of the most beautiful things about black communities globally is our dedication to community and our sense of wanting to survive and make money is slowly making us lose that and i really wish that we can reel that back in to how and they used to say the younger generation is always on their phone and i'm like you guys our elders are not always on your phone you might not be on your phone for the same reason we're on but you're definitely on your we on tiktok and you're on whatsapp you know what i'm saying <laughs> We're both on our phone. So right. that disconnect continues. And we're not using divisive tools like with the generational differences to use them to bring us together. So when people promote like, oh, well, social media is good because we can be connected. I'm like, but how connected are we when the only thing we're doing is liking each other's pictures? And none right. of that drives into a conversation. So I really like, yeah, the, there's the go-getterness, the I'm going to make money. And as a businesswoman, I understand that. Like my life is, is work. And I have to clock like Sunday, I'm like, Sunday, we're not doing anything hooter besides waking up, staying in pajamas and kicking it with your family. That's what I'm going to do on Sunday. And I'm going to keep that as a, as a day when I have my kids, when I have a husband, um, because that's my checking day. 
but that's yeah. my day to check in with other people too and to continue that relationship you know yeah yeah that's dope that's dope and so so how can how can people of color uh, black folks who are listening to you you know what can they start to do to gain access to resources what what type of resources do you think that we need to be considering um to help us improve our, our mental health, whether it be apps or books or websites, what type of rec- resources would you recommend at least get us started? You know, it's, it's I think that's a, an imperative question because I think we're in, we're in the day and age where self-help is everywhere, right? Yeah. Like, in, like you can go on TikTok and there's somebody telling you how to change your life or yeah. like somebody sharing an affirmation or there's yeah. now a new motivational speaker up, right? The overconsumption of self-help strategies actually tend to confuse human beings, uh, right? They, there's too many. There's, 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 there's this guy and this guru and there's a healer and then there's a third, like it's too many things to consume and none of them lead to productivity or longevity. You just get lost in trying a bunch of shit that doesn't, pardon my French, it doesn't end up working, right? So I, I, I tell people like, I teach um, like mental health awareness, I teach workshops and I'm a spoken word poet. I teach people mastering the five languages of love, right? So like uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, gift giving, physical touch, right? I teach people to utilize the five languages of love to build a healthier relationship with yourself. And your first starting point is using things like words of affirmation to clear, distinctively build a better self-dialogue. If you want to start by getting to know yourself better and improving yourself, your mental health, the seek isn't to find a mentor, it's to get to know yourself better. So instead of utilizing all these tools to try to get to, to start there, start getting to know yourself better. Like what are 10 things that I like about myself that when I have a bad day, I can look back on? What are 10 things that I'm grateful for? If I was to have a really bad day, who could I call, right? What is my, what is my safety line? If I have a really, really bad day at work, Is there a spot that I can drive to or walk to that I can sit there for 30 minutes and completely rejuvenate myself and declutter and come back, right? Implement strategies within your system because the people outside helping you don't know what you have access to. So they might be giving you strategies that require time that you don't have, an extended time, or that require money you don't have, or require self-awareness you don't have. So instead of doing that, get to know you better. Allocate 30 minutes every day of getting to know you better. What makes me smile? Do I have a collection of videos if I'm about to cry that I can watch that make me laugh, right? Um, am I gifting myself things that I love? Uh, like, do, do I take, give myself a donut every month just to be like, you know what? I deserve it. You know what I mean? Do I go get my nails done? Do I get a hug from somebody I love? I think your starting point is to declutter from all these overwhelming elements of self-help and get to know who you are outside those systems. And then once you have a clear perspective, you can then go, okay, well, this person speaks to me a lot better and what they're implementing and what they draw. It's like finding a therapist. You got to go through a bunch of therapists to find the one, right? right? So, but to get to that, to, to make that process shorter, you got to know exactly what you're going to a therapist for or have an idea. So people are going, I just need help. So you just go to a bunch of people and hope somebody hits and then you lose trust with the system and you think there's no help out there because you had no clear understanding. So start with you and you will find that thing that will help. Man, you dropping gems. You, <laughs> you, you dropping gems. But one, one question I, I want to ask you, hmm. sometimes some people are scared to start with them. They're scared of what they might find. They don't like who they are. Well, what's your thought? What's your, 
you know, what's your what's your thoughts about that? You know, that is that is exactly why self help is so popular now. That is right. why it's so easy to become a motivational speaker or a life coach because we most people do not do shadow work. You don't yeah. know your inner child and having to heal yeah. from that trauma. You exactly. have no idea why you have an attachment to certain people. You don't exactly. know why your relationships are going wrong. And it is easier to fixate on things outside of you because when they go wrong, you can blame them over you, right? right. So the fixation right. is like, I'm not going to take account of If I go to a therapist and they don't give me the help, well, then at least I went to a therapist. Right. But if you had to start with you and unpack you, you had to be held accountable. Right. And most people are not ready to face themselves. Everything that happened to you as a child is not your fault. But the person yeah. you become as an adult, once you are aware of those things, is absolutely your fault. That's, it is man, that's a gym. That's a million dollar gym you just said right there. Like, you have to take full responsibility of who you are becoming as an adult because you have the ability to decide. Yes, there are unfortunate events that happen to you, but it becomes your job to fixate them, to, yes. to work around them, to build from them. You can't walk around your whole life being mad that your father wasn't in your life when you're 35. Right. Like, you probably are now a father to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. You know, but it's you said it like people cannot some people cannot yet afford to study themselves because they will find out that a lot of things that happened to them that in their adult life was the, the failure to make the decision to take care of themselves resulted them in where they are and the energy you drop to the world draws everything that you have but at the same time you could be a high vibration individual and still get bullshit because the world is a big old test and it won't stop because you've reached the peak of your your yeah. ride for this moment it is going to continuously continuously test who you are so right. if you want if you want true evolution in yourself true betterment get to know you because everybody else is an external noise right everybody mm -hmm. else has a an alternative really agenda as to why they want to help whether it be self-affirmation or self-gratitude you know you you've been in this body you've been in this soul if you can't face you the world is going to chew you and spit you out right? with no mercy. So if you can't get comfortable with your own self and your own reality in a space and confront the things that have happened to you and cease to move forward, you're going to always be a victim of this world. Pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice, my friend. And some of y'all wow. choose to suffer because you are comfortable with the chaos that you've created in your world because you know it really well. Yeah. Wow. Wow, man. You dropping gems, man. We definitely want to keep these conversations because, because I like these conversations and, you know, I, I, I believe in, you know, this podcast is, is about talking about topics that impact a couple of different things, but, but this one focused on the human experience. And I believe that as millennials, um, we got to be accountable. And I think that's what you're calling for in your, in your conversations with, with us is that we got to be accountable uh, and, and if we're going to start this work, we've got to start with us. And this has been a great conversation. We want to have you back on, on for, for more conversations about this and more content, man. And we just really 
appreciate you giving me things to think about. I know that the listeners, uh, hopefully you become inspired to, to do your shadow work as you articulate it and to, to start with you and to be accountable and uh, uh, to, to, to start your journey because, because uh, mental health is important, man. And we, if we don't take control of it, um, you know, it can definitely, you know, spiral us down a path that, that we don't want. And I think that you definitely uh, inspired us to do that work. So how can people follow you uh, to connect with you, your brand, your company? Um, I have like, I have a personal Instagram that is open for everybody. Um, it is Hoodstar, H-U-D-Z star. Um, or the Vault QOD is where I'll be posting up a lot of um, my content yeah. and some of my poetry. And as much, I don't like to consider myself a guru of any kind. I'm an expert on the, my human experience and mastering the environments I'm in. Um, and yeah, I hope to be, um, to take a ride along other people's journeys and learn from them as much as I'm learning about myself. Every consistent space like this right now is of learning. So, you know, if you ever want to tap in, I, um, I'm transparent about my story and the things that I've gotten me here um, and my own personal stride with mental health. So I, yeah, thank you for having me in the space and being willing to dive into conversations that are uncomfortable because yeah. as much as accountability is scary, it is you reclaiming your power and being in charge of your own life. So yeah. and that's a lot of courage. So I, yeah, I wish everybody who's listening takes any the right step with it with my guidance or with anybody's guidance or by themselves in their own soul to 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 fully be immersed in loving themselves fully and i and i wish that for them so yeah find me wherever if you don't i hope this gave you good energy and good vibrations yeah absolutely man with dope conversation thank you for coming on the solomon teaching podcast man we certainly it's been an honor to learn with you thank you guys for listening in and i'll see you on the next episode